<laughs> well, good. Good day. I got uh, a podcast that I'm about to do on um, Anatta Nathman. But first I came across, because I'm working on the Chittamatra, right? You're familiar with my podcast. You're familiar that I am a Chittamatran at heart. Um, maybe because it's a lost tradition. So on that note, today we're going to talk about... Um, the existence of an external world. And so what I came across is I'm trying to find, I'm actually translating Chittamatra, uh, Anatta, uh, translating them uh, because they're compound words, so I'm breaking them up and translating them. And as I'm doing that, I'm going online and I'm just seeing what's out there. And so I'm looking up Chittamatra, and I've mentioned this before, they lump it in with Yogacara because Yogacara, depending on if you look at the Tibetan or the Indian or Chinese Yogacara, <clears throat> It's a little bit different. Chittamatra being a lost tradition, they just lump them together. They're not the same, but neither here nor there. So on Stack Exchange, interestingly enough, um, some pretty good discussions when it comes to philosophy on there. But um, So the question is, do Chittamatra Yogacara, or he should say, does Chittamatra Yogacara explicitly refute the existence of of an external world. And now the reason why that's funny, because you wouldn't say, do Chittamatrans or do Yogacarans explicitly refute, because they don't personally hold the doctrine. We either accept it or we don't, like the two truths, right? So there's a little bit of Buddhist humor in there, Chittamatran humor for you. But long story short, do Chittamatran Yogacarans explicitly refute the existence of an external world? So the first person answers very well. And it's sad because there's only four likes. Not a lot of people are really into this. I really got to dumb this down, I guess. Uh, he's Tenzin Dorje, which, like I told the wife, that's essentially like calling yourself Joe Blow in a Tibetan context. Um, but he does answer it pretty well. And in the end, it's, it's pretty good. So let me read his final line here. Thus, the question is, do Chittamatra Yogacara explicitly refute the existence of an external world? Or do they simply not admit not take into account the existence of an external world. What that's going to is my previous podcast where I talk about those two schools that agree to disagree um, because they just won't come to uh, an agreement, right? <laughs> Even though they consider themselves both part of the Madhyamakan school, middle way, yet neither of them will find the middle way, neither here nor there. The next answer, which also got four likes, um, he says, using the modern language, we could say reality is an interpretation we make. There is no reality to be experienced outside of an interpretation. In other words, there is no absolute truth separate from the conventional truth. And that's them again going back to this absolute versus conventional truth, meaning we accept what we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. We just accept that we can't experience the external world firsthand as a fact, and we have to just accept it conventionally. So he gives a pretty good answer, but again, doesn't just say, does the external world exist or no? Because like I told the wife, I actually asked uh, a monk, a guy who'd been a monk for, what, 20 years in the Chan tradition, possibly more pure land, but neither here nor there. And I asked him this simple question because I, I, I dealt with it for years. What my confusion was, was not a misunderstanding, like, for example, emptiness and the doctrine of dependent origination. It's easily understood. Where it gets confusing confusing, is the wider scholarship and the people talking about this don't seem to have a very good grasp on it. And what do I mean by that? As I said, 
that guy kind of got it, but he certainly didn't answer it in an easy way. And he gave some quotes based on this school of thought and that school of thought. The next answer down mentions Rupa as the external world, and that's form. If you were talking about uh, our bodies, you could, but no, there's other words for that. And then he brings in some Western philosophy as example. And then he goes on and just talks about Yogacara, which I don't blame him because there isn't much out there besides. But then he talks about the three natures, gives a link to the Wikipedia page for Yogacara, but nothing about the three natures. Three natures are um, what we've talked about, right? You have your, um, your illusory state. Well, and neither here nor there. So he goes on and says it's the... Um, the Yogacara developed the doctrine of the three natures, one of which is the world as it's understood according to the theory of dependent origination. Doesn't answer the question. Next one goes on, only has one like, might be newer. He says, Asanga Mahayana Samgraha is probably another good place to look. This is after he's just copy-pasted a bunch of things that he found elsewhere. He says, it's probably a better place to look, but I haven't read that text yet, so I'm not sure if it's explicit. So here we are. That's what, four answers. Really, one of them gave a pretty good answer, but, and I'll read it. It's not easily understood. It's, it's, it's about as clear as mud. So that's the question. And he talks about, right, the question, uh, do Chittamatra Yogankaran explicitly refute the existence of an external world? So this um, Tibetan, and I would say they would have a good understanding of Yogankaran. So he's answering, he's saying Chittamatra, but right. he quotes Suzuki, who doesn't explicitly refute. And Suzuki's good. He, he really makes it clear. And I'll quote Suzuki. As indeed the idealistic Mahayana does not admit the existence of an external world, whatever qualities we ordinarily think as belonging to the latter, that's the external world, are creations or constructions of our own mind, Right? Which is exactly true. We don't live in this world. As I said to the wife, I see something on the table here. I know how far it is away from me as it is in relation to my rupa, my form, my body. Right? I use my sensations to know if it's cold uh, or warm or cold or uh, hard or soft. Right? But he uh, uses a very Tibetan way of explaining this. So he says, where is it here? I'm sorry, I'm... I'm so he says, let us stick with what we know. So he says, um, so let us not bother with thinking of an external world, be it to refute its existence or claim its, its, claim its existence. Like I said, that's the, this yoga karn. He's saying Chittamatran, but he's talking yoga karn. That school is broken up. And I've done a podcast on this where they just argue about this. Uh, and they never come to a conclusion. So that aside, he says, let us stick with what we know. That the eye consciousness, seeing blue, remember we've talked about eye consciousness, ear consciousness. The eye consciousness, when it sees blue, takes the aspect of blue. That's, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that's what he, the words he used. And what he means is when, when we, when we uh, perceive what our eyes tell us, um, we use latent impressions to know something is blue. Because like I've said before, it's a perfect example. Someone who's colorblind, <laughs> when... When they see blue, they're not going to uh, take on, yeah, they won't take the aspect of blue. So, you know, that example is perfect when you understand 
that it is very dependent, right? And so he goes that we know nothing else. Exactly. We know nothing else personally. There's nothing experientially, right? You can't experience the color blue. Purely a, um, a perception. That's why they use this idea because color is perception, right? Is, think of in art where they'll, you, you use a color wheel, how they blend together, but at the same time, you can use those same tools to see how a color can look more blue than green or red, and right? Perception. So again, none of them answered the simple question. So the question is, do Yogacarans, again, we're not talking about Chittamatrans. I don't think there's enough of them that survive to be able to really tell us. But as far as a mind-only school, Chittamatran, in the sense of a mind-only school, does the experiential, the external world exist? So here's my answer, and I think it gets to the heart of the teaching. I said, no, nothing exists as we perceive it. We are seeing through eyes, hearing through ears, never experientially, or firsthand is what I mean. So essentially the world does not exist as we think it does, but is that non-existent or simply different? 